Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This episode of Dem Vinyl Boys is being brought to you by Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy, and their restaurant quality delicious. Get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while your subscription is active. Use the code DVB50 at factormeals.com slash DVB50. They were rough and tough rednecks. Their big star, Ronnie Van Zant, straight out of Jacksonville, Florida. This band were outlaws, and they were authentic, real ass kickers. We are Dem Vinyl Boys. We've been known to kick an ass or two. And today, we've grabbed the 12-inch from the early 70s. This album, uh, when did it come out? Let me look it up. I know it was in the summertime that this album came out. And this one's titled Pronounced Leonard Skinnerd, and they put it in phonetics. We're doing Skinnerd mostly because of DJ Ramo G, one of them vinyl boys. You were like, we ain't done any Skinnerd. I was like, well, you know, let's August, do this. It's my f- August 13th, 1973, Gentry. Yes. Yeah, early 70s. Yep. My favorite Southern rock band ever. These, these guys are awesome. They fall into the same category with uh, Molly Hatchet and the Allman Brothers and a, mm-hmm. the Charlie Daniels Band. A yes. lot of great Southern rock and country and blues bands love it i'm excited to get into this episode and there's tragedy involved obviously with yeah. what happened with the plane crash mm-hmm. and i have audio coming up from a survivor oh I, from the plane Cause, crash because not like, not everyone died in the skinner plane crash that happened in the woods of mississippi that's interesting because i had a discussion with my wife this morning about this and she Explained to me that not everybody always dies in a plane accident. I was like, yeah, they do. <laughs> but I was wrong. Well, Artemis Pyle, the drummer, somehow survived, and we have wow. audio from him. Damn. Coming up on this episode of Dim Vinyl Boys, we got DJ Tomcat behind the tables. Memphis is on air. He's everywhere but in front of the mic. There he here is. I am. What's up? I am Memphis. present. I am here. He's present. Accounted for. All right, let's get into it. Drop the Needle on the Record, 1973, August. What a band. Now, as I drop this needle on the 1973 press, I will have you know that looking at this record, I can tell this is an original press, so uh, it's gonna, it's got some it's got some city miles. It's probably got it's worth some money, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's got it's, more now. It's partied, yeah, now that you scratched it up, Tomcat. <laughs> And let me talk about the name of this album for a second. It's pretty crazy, right? The name of the album is Pronounced Leonard Skinnerd. That's the name of the album. Yeah. Which is pretty they, wild. They wanted you to know how to pronounce the name. Does anyone know where they got the name Leonard Skinnerd? So I was reading, and apparently it is yeah. 
from their high school PE teacher. Right. Part of it. And uh, part of it is from a reference to a character la- named Leonard Skinner mm-hmm. in the Alan Sherman novelty song, uh, Hello Murder. Right. Hello, they, Fada. Yeah, they had a gym teacher whose name was Leonard, but spelled L-E-O-N-A-R-D like you would normally spell Leonard. Leonard. Right. And his last name was Skinner. So it was Coach Skinner, and I guess he had long hair. Or no, he hated long hair. I take that back. He hated right. he hated the rock and roll look. He yeah. wanted you, he was a military man, oh, and they actually didn't like him. Ronnie Van Zandt right. and his crew did not like this gym teacher because he was a hard ass, mm-hmm. and they just thought it was funny. Like let's call our band after him, Leonard Skinner, uh, and change the way you spell it, and. Uh, that's what we're going to be. I mean, you had to be high to come up with that name. Yeah, they did, man. That's they looked hilarious. high on the cover of this album, too. This is a great cover. I like the back, too, because they got a big old pack of cigarettes. Leonard Skinner smokes with yeah. the skull. <laughs> That's hilarious. This first dude. song is called I Ain't the One. Yeah, the song kicks ass. Now, a lot of people associate this band with Alabama because their biggest hit being Sweet Home Alabama. Right. But they're actually not. From Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, that's uh, awesome. So they're yeah, Florida band. And for the longest time, this band had to play bars. It was just like a lot of bands do. But they formed in the mid-60s. And they didn't come out with their real first album until this one in 1973. So you're talking about seven years of playing bars. You know how many fights they got into? <laughs> so this guy, Van Zant, he wrote uh, their songs. Yeah, Ronnie Van Zant. Co-founder, lead singer, and apparently the primary songwriter. He's he's the star of the show, you know, the lead singer in this particular band. No doubt about oh, it. listen to that guitar, boy. Mm-hmm. The- One thing about this band, when you mentioned guitar, Tomcat, is what I liked about him is... At times on stage, they would have three people playing guitar. And in a lot of bands, you have a rhythm guitarist and you have a lead guitarist. Yes. This band is unique in a sense of they had like dueling guitars, dueling lead guitarists along with a rhythm guitarist, along with a bassist, drummer, and then they even brought in some keys. Well, I, as they yeah, got really more dope. formulated. I just saw them uh, live. Was it over? I think it was New Year's. They performed, and uh, it was awesome. Now it's awesome. His, it's his brother that's the uh, lead singer now, uh, Johnny Van Zant. Very good. And He's jo- good. Johnny Van Zant uh, is now the lead singer. He took over for his brother. But if you know the band Thirty Eight Special. Have you ever heard that band? Yeah, I've heard of it. Caught Caught Up in You was a big song from 38 Special. They were a great band back in the day. Yes. Uh, Johnny was involved with that band. So a lot of talent with the Van Zant family. Plus, that's a damn cool name. Van Zant. You know, they're actually going to be in town March 9th. You getting us tickets, Rayma? We should do it. We should. It's a high-demand event. At Hold up, Arena. man. I didn't know this was fucking Leonard Skinner. Yeah. This, every, now, every time I hear this song, I, it's Happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Well, being that it's Wednesday, Tuesday is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what's the name of this song? Hold Tuesday's gone. Tuesday's gone. Oh, this song is fucking dope, man. Zach Brown Band came out with song. a song. Oh, what a great uh, riff right here, too. This I'm, band kicks ass, man. Oh, see, this whole time, I'm thinking 
uh, Leonard Skinner is a bunch of mouth breathers, and it turns out they're not, even though they did make a song about them, mouth breathers. The but Florida Boys. Well, that Sweet Home Alabama song is a diss song to Neil Young. If you know the line in the song, Neil Young, remember, uh, the Southern something doesn't need you around. Uh, so one of the first diss songs... Sweet Home Alabama was a, a little bit of a diss because Neil Young was like a California guy. Mm-hmm. And back in those days, people looked at people from the South like maybe they still do, that they're a little slow. Kind of, yeah. You know, yeah, when you when you were a places. Northerner, and then when you're a Southerner, you'd say, well, them damn Yankees, you know, people, yeah. right? They, they, they think their shit don't stink, and they come down to the South, and they talk their shit, pack it up, and take it back North, Yankee boy. So you got your, uh, this is the Southern people, you know, the Skinners. Then you have Neil Young, who's the California kid, and they just were living on different spectrums. And Neil Young came out with a song that kind of dissed people from the South, that they just weren't too bright. Sweet Home Alabama has a nice diss line to Neil Young. Uh-huh. And so there was a little animosity between the two, but then they got together at some point in their careers Neil Young ended up writing a song for Leonard Skinner, oh. and they ended up becoming the best of buddies, Ronnie Van Zant and Neil Young. That's cool. That's what's up. That's a cool story, actually. Now, here's a question. They had another name before they became Leonard Skinner. Do oh, you guys know what it is? No, I, I know what it know. is. I don't know. 1%. Nope. 1%. Now, without what they were, 1%. Before they turned into Leonard Skinner, I know they had multiple names. Well, I'm, I'm yeah. glad they got rid they, of that. They, that name when they sucked. originally started, their original name was My Backyard. In, My ni- backyard. in 1964. <laughs> Do you know what a one percenter is, Memphis? A one percenter is a cool, nick, cool name. Yeah. One percent means you're that one percent that ain't fucking around. Well, no, that's it, a biker gang. Yeah. Thing, yeah. Yep. Also, they call the one percenters, you know, anyone that's make, making over a quarter million a dollars a year. Yeah, but they didn't have that back then. They have, You'll see bikers, they get that 1%. It, yeah, there were more jacket. 1% or bikers right. back then than there were 1% or millionaires. I think it's 10% is the upper crusties. Right. Yeah, that, they normally get a higher number. There's more of them. Tuesday's gone. So I think I was saying earlier, Zach Brown Band, they had a song that's called Tuesday's Gone, but I ain't leaving. Uh, and I know they, they stole this from Tuesday's Gone from Skinner. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Have you ever heard that song from the Zach Brown Band? I do. I like Zach Brown Band. And I like Zach Brown Band's Well, he, he just he just kind of played on words, you know? Yeah, but don't be jacking nobody's shit and not give him credit for it. Oh, I think he gave him full credit. Well, he better have. Better have. Listen to that fucking piano. Let's, let's, listen, let's listen to some scans. This episode of Dem Vinyl Boys is being brought to you by BetterHelp. A lot of your life is relationships, whether it's coworkers, friends, your significant other, or anyone you have a relationship with. Life is how you handle your relationships. And a common misconception about these relationships is that they all have to be easy and be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when both people put in some work and make them great. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, you could start putting in work on your relationships with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Do it from the convenience of your own home. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire, 
Get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. You can become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash vinyl. Do it today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash vinyl. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Legendary stories about this band as well that they were outlaws, they were authentic, they were real men's men that weren't afraid to get into a fight, that wanted to smoke weed, wanted to snort coke. Oh, yeah. And even Ronnie Van Zant Don't we all? said that he, <laughs> it's weird and a little creepy where he said, I, I don't think I'm going to live to see 30. And he would say that, he said it to multiple people in their inner circle. And what do you know? He did not make it to 30. He died at 29 in that plane crash. Damn. Well, dang. So he went, he went hard and fast, Ronnie Van Zant. But this band, when you hear stories about how hard they went, you, you hear stories about Motley Crue and what they would do to hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they learned it from this band. I was reading stories. What a what an intro right here. This is a neat oh, guitar. Yeah. That's good. Beautiful. But the hotel rooms, I was hearing one guy tell a story that they would break the fire hose and the extinguisher, and they would, like, go to somebody's room, maybe that they that they didn't like or somebody that was kind of giving them a look because they didn't look like the upper class, but they were staying at these upper class hotels. So they would get dirty looks from some of the guests. They would take the fire hose and put it under their door, like up against their door, and then open it up. And, and just flood out whole floors of hotel rooms just because they had that we don't give a fuck attitude, this band. That's fucked call, up. call it a That's good thing wild. or a bad thing. But they definitely lived the rock and roll lifestyle. Throwing TVs, they said that was the thing before they would leave hotel rooms. They would throw the TVs out the window so that they would smash on the and, ground. And back then, these are big-ass TVs, yeah, man. Not flat, no flat screen. Not flat screens. I'd hate yeah, to be their insurance work. agent. Yeah. So there's legendary stories about how many hotels that they have been banned from when they were traveling around. But it, <laughs> it, it led to the mystique and the just wanting to jam with these guys <laughs> because they, they seemed like they were wild. out of their fucking mind. <laughs> these guys are TV killers, man. These guys are crazy. Too late is gone. Yeah, I mean, Damn. for me, the the, the song uh, "Simple Man" has always really spoke to me. I like that quite song. a bit. That one's coming up. Uh, just kind of the way he talks about being just being simple, and your mom telling you, you know, find the simpler things in life to make you happy, and those that really resonated with me. 
I like that song too. Yep. Listen, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a. Apparently, I'm a huge Leonard Skinner fan because I'm, I'm, all this music. I'm like, damn, I didn't know this was Skinner. I told you you and were I'm gonna like, like it. I'm like, holy shit, I am a huge Skinner fan, not really knowing it. I apologize. They ended up coming out with five albums in total, and the plane crash happened like a month after the fifth album came out. Dang. Hard living, hard drinking, rough, tough rednecks, this band, Leonard Skinner. Yes, and I love that they're from Florida. That's, that is awesome. You I would like know that thing from Florida. Well, you I'm from Florida. Can't help that. Let's go through all the members because there's been Scary. a lot of members of this particular band. Ronald Wayne Van Zant, lead singer from Jacksonville, Florida. Mm-hmm. Then you had the killer guitar player who used to always wear that. What's the what do they call that? A slide where you mm. wear a thing over your finger, right? Mm. And he he would slide his guitars. You'll hear a lot of that in Alan Collins, Freebird. Yeah, his name was Gary Rossington. Gary Slide Rossington. You also had Alan Collins. Yeah. Alan Collins was the, the, they were the dueling guitar players, Alan and Gary. Gary. Okay. Then you had Larry on the bass. Uh-huh. And you had Bob Burns Peter, on, Bob. The, on the drums, but Bob would get replaced by Artemis Pyle. Eventually, they would add a pe- penis. A penis. Uh, Billy Powell. He is from Corpus Christi, Texas. Okay. And Bob Burns, the original drummer from Gainesville. And the original bass player from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, that, that was uh, Larry. And Alan was from Jacksonville. So most of the band from Jacksonville, Gainesville, and Pittsburgh when they first came out. And then their penis was from Texas. And then later they would get Artemis Pyle, who's from Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. But most of the band uh, from the South. I mean, all from the South, except for the bass player from Pittsburgh. Right. Man, I swear. You know this song? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love sitting, this I'm song. I'm sitting there, I'm like, wait, are we listening to Greatest Hits? Like, no, this is their first album. I used to get I a lot of... I would not be surprised if I know every song on his album. And Quest. not knowing they were Leonard's kid. Yeah, oh yeah. They got hit after hit after hit. I mean, they jammed. That's all I wanted to listen. I think a lot of guys can relate with the lyrics of this song. If you know what he's saying, he's like, one, to hook up with this chick. Uh, and... He's trying to get, you know, the old man to lay off. Like, give me three steps and let me out the door before you're going to, you know, try to get after me uh, because I'm I'm trying to get your daughter. Oh, man. A little nervous. Man. Big and bad. uh, the, The story on here, it says the story behind one of Leonard Skinner's hits started in the jug on Jacksonville's West Side, which is, I guess, the name of a... A bar. It says, Give Me Three Steps was written after Ronnie Van Zant was dancing with another man's significant other at the bar. Okay, so it's uh, another guy, yeah. It's it's not the dad of a, of a, of a daughter. It's uh, the, the boyfriend. Yeah. Let me get up out of here. Yeah. Give, give me three me. steps. And you'll never see a me no more. That's for sure. Man, this song is fucking dope. <laughs> Yeah, this is a great one to play for any crowd that is 50 plus. They'll they love the dancing to this song. And my old uncle Jeff, this is his go-to karaoke song. Oh yeah. Every and he and he loves singing it. Or if he's at a wedding, he's like, put it on, Gentry. Let me sing along. 
And I bet they, and they be going too hard. Oh, yeah. He, lo- he gets them all excited with this one. It's kind of it, this kind of has like a Beach Boys sound to it almost. But you know what? I can also we, we were talking off air and Jinji was saying like it has a, like a very like a, a R&B if like blues like blues, like blues sound kind of style. And I I see it. I, I get it. I'm like I see where you're going with. It. I'm like oh yeah. yeah. You can definitely feel the South in this in their music. Give me three steps, Mister. Give me three steps towards the door. This this song has a lot of memories for me because I would be at the Eagles Bar, which is like a bar that year you would have to pay to be a member. Mm-hmm. And in the side room they had a little bingo hall, and that's where all us kids would go and play hide and seek and hang out while the parents would be getting smashed. Right. Nice. And they had yeah. a jukebox at this place. This is how I grew up as well, Jeffrey. And, and this would be the song that uh, was played often. A lot of these southern rock bands were played on that jukebox, but Skinner had quite a few 45s in there getting picked up and played. So I have a lot of memories of being a kid hanging out in the bar while your parents are getting smashed. You're hearing these songs and enjoying it. That's mm-hmm. interesting because we have That's a good similar, right there, man. similar backgrounds <laughs> uh, when it comes to that because my dad was actually president of the, the FOE. Like a, well, no, it was uh, the Eagles. It was a it was a club like that. Well, we it, was a, it was a Puerto Rican benefit society, oh. <laughs> and they had a softball team and domino team, and they had a bar there, and they would play dominoes and drink. And then we had a hall where all the kids would play and hang out. Oh, right on. Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Wait oh. a minute now. Listen. Oh. Don't pass go. Don't collect two hundred dollars. Wait. This Skinner too. Simple oh, man, this is baby. My this song. is one of the great songs of all time. Yeah. I know people. Mama like, told me. When I was young, this is this is a song about a, a mother talking to her child about life. Mama told me when I was young, sit beside me, my only son. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. TK's going to tear up during this song. I do sometimes. I feel pretty strong this time. It's okay what if you do. Say. Oh, it depends on the mood, but this one will get me sometimes. Hey, hey you got to be you, baby. Some day. Oh, Ooh, that guitar just what make, it, make your what dick hard, boy. Calm down. <laughs> it goes a long way to relieving... <laughs> men's erectile dysfunction. There was a time when Ronnie Van Zant wanted to clean the band up. They, He knew that they were you know, living a little too fast. And uh, so he decided to hire a couple of guys. One guy, I think's uh, last name was Odom. Another guy. Whoa. Yeah. Another guy. Uh, that rhymes with scrotum. <laughs> then there was another guy. Uh, Peter, I think, was his name. And that... 
rhymes with <laughs> no penis that jokes, Tomcat. That just speaks for itself. It's so, the name of a penis. So Peter, Peter and Scrotum. Peter. Ronnie was a, a smart guy. He he was a little uh, little wild, but he knew that it, they were getting a little too wild, and he knew that they had something. You know, they they were becoming legendary, and he knew that if they didn't slow down, they're gonna mess it up. They were gonna it was gonna be the end. So he hired these two guys to really keep the booze away, keep the drugs away. Not that they completely stopped, but just rather than drinking three bottles a person, they let's get let's get them to only drink one bottle a person. Everything in moderation. Right. And the sad part is, is just about the time the band kind of was really getting clean. And not 100% clean, but dialing it back a little bit. That's when they had the plane crash. That's crazy. 1977. That's the year I was born, the plane crash. See Oof. what you did? Damn it, man. Oh, oh. I didn't, I didn't have anything to do with me. I don't know. But you they were, were partying hard that year, I know. You were born in Florida, weren't you? Florida. Fort Lauderdale. True fault. That's right. I have a clip here. This is Moments uh, Artemis Pyle. He was the replacement drummer, but... He's actually still alive, and he tours around. So it's Gomer Pyle's brother. Yeah, I think they're cousins. All right. But Artemis Pyle was on the plane, and he survived the crash. Damn. I, I have a clip here of him talking about the scene inside the plane. Oh, man. Before the crash. Oh, boy. As far as getting technical, you know, I, I won't get technical. I won't get into any detail. But just before the crash, uh, all of us knew we were going to crash. We had no idea we were going to crash into a heavy wooded area. We thought we were going to go in. The co-pilot, John, came back. John said that we were going to make a, an attempt to landing on a field or a highway. And, uh, of course, we didn't even know what state we were in. We, we were thinking we were pretty close to Louisiana, as we are, but we didn't know that. And uh, so... Everybody knew we were going to attempt a pretty dangerous landing, but we had no idea we were going to go into the woods. There was no uh, panic. There was no bad scene, you know, to speak of. It was just uh, everybody was preparing themselves, saying their prayers or whatever they wanted to say. And it was more or less very silent. It was very quiet on the plane. Nobody had anything to say. The only thing I remember just before we started clipping the treetops was uh, one of the sound men that was traveling with us yelled out trees and I think we all had about maybe one second to to uh, take into consideration the fact we were going to go into some trees rather than into a field or something so that was about all that was taking place just prior I'm talking maybe 55 seconds before we landed or a minute you know just a very short period of time Meanwhile, the other dude's like, you trying to think about weed at a time like this man we're going down the trees oh, yeah, not true. rolling at a joint right now man Pass me the weed. Trees. I don't know if that's funny, Tom. Yeah. We're talking about people dying in trees here, and you're trying to talk about weed? He's doing the stand-up bit. Weed? Speaking of which. <laughs> this, this band did love smoking weed. Yeah. See? So in their honor. I have, yeah. a, I have a great weed story with this band. Not me personally, but I heard a guy tell the story. He, was, he ended up being their drum technician and their guitar tech, but... It was at a Holiday Inn somewhere in the south, and one of the managers of the hotel ends up telling this young 20-something, like, hey, did you know The Who is staying here? The band The Who is staying here, and he was like, really? Who? The they Who? Were, they who? were a big deal. Yeah, the Who? He's like, Who? Deal. 
He's like, who? Uh, <laughs> why would the who be staying at the Holiday Inn? He said to himself, this guy's nuts. The who ain't staying here. I'm flipping the record. Then he saw their tour bus, which was not much of anything. It was like an old beat-up van and a, a couple beat-up trailers. And he was like, that's definitely not the who. But then one of the uh, tour, tour managers was out, came outside. <laughs> this tour manager comes outside at the Holiday Inn. And he starts talking to this young kid who's 20-something. He was like, oh, they, they told me that you, that you were touring with The Who. And the guy was like, no, no, we're not The Who. We're, we're this band, Leonard Skinnerd. And at the time, they were unknown. Right. And so the tour manager says to this young kid, hey, you got any weed? The guys from the band would really like to smoke some weed. He's like, actually, I got some weed. And so he ended up going in the hotel room, blazing weed all night long with the members of Leonard Skinnerd. Oh, yeah. And they were like, hey, man. You, you want to tour with us? We could use a guy to like set up our drums and tune our guitars and stuff for us. Would you be wanting to do that? He ended up saying yes. Next thing you know, he was a part of the team that rode the wave to the top. And he ended up being a guitar tech for other big bands after Skinner died. That's kind of a wild story. That's a great story. You just run into a band at Holiday Inn, and they're looking for some weed. Next thing you know, you're on the road with them. Listen, weed has definitely always been a good omen, like a good vibe, you know? You don't want to hire the coke dealer, but you'll hire the weed dealer. He's a good guy. Maybe. Oh, you can just hire him. <laughs> what if he's got both? Part-time. Part-time. you, buddy. <laughs> no, you just you, you hire somebody to roll your weed. We know he's got bud. That's good. Yeah, and he could set up our drums. Fuck it. Yeah. You want to ride? <laughs> I mean, that was the mentality of this band, Leonard sure. Skinner. Yeah, all bands. <laughs> I got a clip here, another clip here from Artemis Pyle. This is, uh, he talked about moments before the crash. Now here he is uh, talking about moments after the plane crashes. I was in the plane about five minutes after the impact, and I was thinking about the fire, possibility of fire. I was thinking about uh, my friends and how many people actually lived because I couldn't see a thing because I was buried under a bunch of debris. And then I got out the bottom of the airplane through a hole that had been torn in the bottom of the plane by some of these pine trees or whatever you got down here. And I got out of the plane and I surveyed the damage and I found the pilots and they, uh, they were dead. And then I started making my way for help because I knew the only way to help them was to go get help because I wasn't going to do it. And nobody around was able to because everybody was hurt very badly, injured or dead. So that's all I could think about was getting uh, getting some people with flashlights, some whole strong people back to the scene of the accident. I'm very glad that uh, I am a vegetarian and mm. don't have any kind of garbage in my system to keep me from thinking clearly. And I don't uh, smoke funky cigarettes and such as that and had my system polluted and I think that uh, because of these factors I was able because I keep my health and because I maintain myself as pretty good uh, I was able to live through it and I was able to go get help and uh, get people back to help my friends the ones that did live through the crash and uh, I will never change the way I live due to that very fact but uh, I did maintain my consciousness through the entire thing during the impact after impact and uh, I think I lost it a little bit on the way to the hospital. Uh, just a little bit of shock set in. But I was just uh, upset thinking about my friend. Wow. That's pretty crazy. He's a vegetarian. Wow. Way, way before his time. I mean, everybody's trying to be a vegetarian nowadays. I'm a vegetarian. That takes discipline. And you got to commit to it. 
six people died in that accident. The band, band members was Ronnie Van Zandt died, of course, the big star. Steve Gaines, Casey Gaines, uh, which I think was Steve's little sister who was the backup singer. The pilot, the co-pilot died, and uh, their bass player lived and their drummer lived. I think only two people survived. No, no, no. There was a, there was a few. Uh, several uh, road crew members suffered serious injuries, but they didn't die. The tour manager didn't die. Um, it says six yeah. people did die. Yeah. But you're saying how many people? How many people lived? Um, there was quite a few, from what I can tell. Probably like five must, or must six. Must have been five. a big, big, pretty decent-sized yeah, yeah. plane. They had a lot of people on there. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Like, according to this, uh, which is uh, the Wikipedia, uh, Collins, Rossington, Wilkinson, Powell, Pyle, and Hawkins, tour manager Ron Eckerman, and several road crew members suffered serious injuries. When you, the way you die. say road crew makes me keep thinking of Goku. Road crew. Go, Goku. He's like, Roku. Roku. Roku? Is that Roku. the TV thing? Shut up. Yeah. Dude. Road crew. <clears throat> That's crazy. That was man. a real That's, bluesy that, track. That, yeah, yeah, and, and and listening to him say that on his track, it was kind of eerie. It was kind of eerie to me. I ain't gonna lie, but that that was dope. Oh, yeah. That's, Here we go. Oh, Mississippi damn. Kid is this oh. right? <laughs> Get out that wa- that washboard thing. See, when I hear this song, I just think of. Confederate flags all over the place. It's possible. They did roll with it's a possible. lot of Confederate. That was usually the backdrop to their stage. Yes. And I, and I, I don't think it was racist. In my opinion, at that time, they were just happy to. They were grew up in the South, and they had Southern pride. That is what, the argument about that flag. That's what they'll. That's what they'll tell you. They went to Robert E. Lee High School in Jacksonville. Of course they. Aha! We live in Lee County. Mm-hmm. But they were big fans of Otis Redding and big fans of Muddy Waters. And uh, story goes that Leonard Skinner. They they didn't. They didn't want to uh, associate their music with the Ku Klux Klan, which some people tried to later on. Uh, well, but uh, they didn't do a good job of it. So you you think the that Klan? this band is a, a racist band because they would rock that flag, Memphis? I think because anybody with that flag, they know what that flag means. They, of course, they'll say, "Oh, it's Southern pride." Well, so is slavery. 
It happened. It, it happened in the south, and and folks that look like me all feel that way. Well, Southerners think the flag is like Southern pride. Other, other, other. The other side is what Memphis is saying, and that argument is never going to go away. That's an argument that will always but, be. But I'm also sure. saying, like, yeah. like black folks from the South. It ain't sure. just Northerners. It's sure. black folks in the the South, out west. Probably more well, so not than even just black, anybody. Not I mean, even just black folks. A lot of white folks don't like it either. Yeah, that's well, I'm true. Sure, I'm sure. I'm that's sure. True. But I'm saying, but what it means to us when we see it. Right. If that's a threat, automatically a threat in my eyes. I, I can understand that. Yeah. Now, do they still use it, Gentry, as the backdrop? I, I don't know. You could go to their website. Well, I saw when this. I saw him perform, let me just say, over New Year's, he had an American flag draped from his microphone that was swaying. I thought that was cool. That's cool, yeah. Which is the one you should be displaying only right. because that's, that's, that's our flag. Right. Yeah. I don't think people that I'm sure there were people that meant harm with it or was trying to make a statement, but I think for a long time there were a lot of ignorant people in the South when it came to that flag. Sure, sure. Or including myself because I was a fan of the Dukes of Hazard and they had the flag on top of the car. Sure, and that I, was. I just thought it to yeah. me as a we kid. I just thought it looked cool to me and yep. and uh, I'm that living here in the South. That car could jump through the freaking air, man. Made that little noise when it did. I, I didn't associate it me personally with racism, but I have talk to my friends like Memphis and other friends where I you don't have any friends man that they they see it another way <laughs> they see it another way so you you have to respect that sure we're all trying to get along here but I do have the general Lee here in the studio I hope it doesn't offend you Memphis where that motherfucker at no, I see it. I see it all the time. I see it. <laughs> no, it He's it. eyeballing that moment. Now, do you no, think it, I need to it, take it out of here, no, or are you okay no, with it? No, I mean, because shit, like, the Dukes of Hazzard was my shit as That was a, a great show. Yeah. Well, that's that's just it. I mean... Uh-oh. Here we go. Are you going to take it apart, Ramo? Nope, not at all. It's uh, hard. I thought it's, it was coming. It's hard. It's it, That's a hard subject to tackle, man. It really is. Back to the music. Well, that was an interesting sound out of that one. It's right like there. a drum roll. And a snake. right? Oh, shit. Poison whiskey. Mm-hmm. I got another guy for you guys to look up if you're into this style of music. An inspiration for Ronnie Van Zandt is J- this guy, J.J. Kale. And a lot, really? a lot of guys respected him. He, he was one of the first guys out of Tulsa and in... He would take blues, country, jazz, rockabilly, mix them all together, and uh, even got the attention of Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton thought that this guy was great, and Clapton's one of the great guitar players. But you'll hear Ronnie Van Zant say a guy that inspired him a lot is an artist named J.J. Kale. So if you get time, look up some J.J. Kale. You might enjoy it if you enjoy this band. They have such a great sound. I just love it. I got one more clip here from Artemis Pyle. I just like saying his name. Yeah. Artemis <laughs> Pyle. Uh, this is him ta- talking about uh, some dreams he's had uh, about Ronnie Van Zant uh, that has 
made him a little emotional. No, I don't have any nightmares. What what happened was terrible, but uh, a nightmare involves something morbid, and to me, life and death is really not that morbid. I've uh, had a couple of dreams that Ronnie Van Zandt is still alive, and then woke up and realized that he's not, and uh, that, of course, affects me, but he was just a good friend, so that would affect any good friend. But uh, no, I haven't had any nightmares. Mm. It must have been a nightmare, though. Imagine being in a be. plane crash and then... You got survivor's remorse. I was going to say that. I wonder if he has survivor's remorse, and it looks like he does. Yeah, yeah he got survivor's remorse. Yeah, it's got to mess you up, man. I mean, you're the sole survivor of a plane crash that takes all your buddies. And he it's just he wasn't the sole survivor. Not we, the we sole can, survivor. We confirm, we confirm uh, of the band, he was. Of the band, the he was. The original member. No, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, did two people from the band Artemis Oh, yeah, Powell, no, they did. Artemis Powell wasn't an original member. He, he wasn't around for this particular album that we're listening to. He, he came with the band like uh, in 77, I think on their third album. So he was there for the third, fourth, and fifth album. And he was on the plane when they, when they went down. Also, Ricky Medlock is a member of them. And uh, us here, them Vinyl Boys, I know we got listeners all over the country. Mm-hmm. We live here in southwest Florida. Ricky Medlock is he's a, he's a resident here in Fort Myers. Oh, wow. I've seen him over at the Vibe Recording Studios a few times. He's been over there to record when our studio was over there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And then you have Johnny Van Zant, who is uh, Ronnie's brother. And here is the classic song right here. Mm-hmm. The song Freebird. every DJ or band hates for, to be requested. Play Freebird. What a great song. This could be one of the, in my opinion, greatest songs of all time when you talk about great songs. People have coined this song, like Sinatra has My Way. I did it my way. This is, you know, Ronnie's rendition of, uh, you know, he did it his way. He was going to live hard and fast. He was going to be a free bird. And he knew his life wasn't going to be long. Some great lyrics. Also, I love about this song is that it changed the tempo. Kind of like Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven, yeah. where it's a, yeah. like takes you on a journey. And then it takes Go, off Goes at the from end. slow, takes off. And when you're doing festivals, they played a festival one time for close to 100,000 people. Go look it up. Uh, Freebird, like in front of 100,000. People just vibing. You start out here with these great songs. If I leave here tomorrow, would you still great lyrics. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Right off top. Well, I must be traveling on now. Well, there's too many places I've got to see. This song should relate with you, uh, Memphis. You know, too many places I gotta see. You're a free bird. I am a free bird. Totally. He stays here with you, girl. No, no, you can't tie me down, girl. Yeah. Cause I'm as free as a bird now. And this bird you cannot change. 
Oh hell no, bitch. You can't change this bird. We should so be smoking a fat joint right now. Totally. I mean, I'm still, I'm still lit, but Me this too. is like, but now you, you absolutely Weed. right. You need flour. Yeah. Because this is the perfect zone, too. There's that slide guitar. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Using that yeah, slide. Ass, man, this song is amazing. Oh. So many emotions. Just listening. And when you watch this band perform this song, they're like just so entrenched into the song. The guitar players are, you just feel them. Yeah. The emotion coming off the strings. 100%. When you see Ronnie uh, singing, he's just a badass, you know? He looks like a fucking outlaw with that big cowboy hat, long hair. been sweet love baby see i can ride to this oh yeah i can day. ride i can ride out to this please don't take it so badly don't take it so badly but the birds gotta fly gotta fly away lady at least he takes the blame himself he does, he does. Another fun fact about Ronnie Van Zant, he was a hell of a baseball player. Yeah. That's actually how him and the, the other two band members met. Yeah, they, they met playing like Little League around yeah. the neighborhood, and then they played on the same baseball team. Well, they were actually on different teams. And uh, there was an incident where I forgot what it One of them got hit, hurt by Van Zant's uh, hit, like he got a hit, and it hit him and hurt him. And uh, when they were when all that happened, they kind of like got together because they were like trying to be cool. And they found out that you know they played music, and they ended up hooking up and going to uh, I think it was Ronnie's house and in uh, in their parents' uh, carport because you know in Florida we don't have garages, we have carports. Yep. And they played uh, a Rolling Stone song, and they were like, "Yo, we got something here." Well, funny thing is. Whoever, I think it was Ronnie's parents, were like, yeah, you guys are way too loud. So they ended up having to, like, practice at one of the other members' band's house. That's probably uh, where they got the park. name Backyard, you know? Right, My Backyard. Jamming in My Backyard. That's interesting. What a great guitar solo right here. Listen to this. Just shredding. Gary Rossington, Alan Collins, Larry on the bass. About this for a second. All the, when they practice these songs, and this song in particular, and how 
however many times they practiced to get this song right and get in sync and what they knew they had they had some when they got done was like yo that's gonna be a fucking smash for however long it is it's almost 10 minutes but people gonna fucking love this song when they recorded this album i guess they recorded it in no time because they had been playing these songs live for five years so when it came time to put these down and record them I guess they just all played them like like a live band would play, and they were doing the songs in one takes. It t- this re- album was recorded very quickly. Mm, nice. I believe it. It's only like 41 minutes and 49 seconds. <laughs> Listen to that, dude. He can hammer nails with his fingers, no doubt. Mm. The way he's hitting them strings, like... This was blowing people's minds in 1973. Oh, yeah. It's blowing my mind now. Mine is I bet this song started a lot of bar fights. Totally. You know what I'm thinking now? That scene in, uh, have you seen that movie Kingsman? No, I've seen oh, parts of it. Oh, so this, this song, as a matter of fact, they were playing, they were playing Freebird, and it was a big ass, like, brawl fighting fight, the church, yeah. in the, but it was in a church, and motherfuckers was getting killed with crosses and fucking, this, That's crazy. this, watch the movie Kingsman, if you're under the age of 18, don't do it, but if, if you're older than that, watch it, this fuck, this shit's fucking crazy. They had some great names for their albums. Uh, this was the first one. You know, they put a lot of thought in it. It was called Pronounced, Leonard, Skinnerd, and Phonetics. That was this album we just did today. Their second album was called Second Helping. Second Helping. Going back for second. Going back. Food is good in the South. Mm-hmm. And it then, is. And then their, it is. their third album was called Nothing Fancy, followed by Give Me Back My Bullets. And then one more from the road, both albums, uh, the two albums in 1976. Then they would come out with Street Survivors in 1977. And then not long after, the plane crash that went down in Mississippi. They were heading to Baton Rouge and did not make it on that night. Damn you, Louisiana. Trees. (laughs) Still not funny, Tomcat. That's pretty funny. It only has to be funny to me to make it worth it. (laughs) Your world. It's your world. Uh, You're just living in it. That's Mm. right, Betty. But think about this. Think about this for a second. Talk about trauma, right? You have the people who came to help them and knew who they were. Help me. To help them and found out, like, if you were a big Skinner fan. You think they got free tickets to the concert? Backstage okay. passes, bro. Nice, nice, nice. That's just terrible. VIP. That's terrible, Ramo. Thanks for ruining my moment. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. It was such a great show until the very end. Yeah, you well, guys ruined it. Well, I don't know if it was that good. No, I'm just kidding. Mad respect for Leonard Skinner. Like it was a I great said, show. I love this album. In my opinion, 
number one Southern rock band, hands down. I, I no get, question. I have so much fondness for this album, this music. Uh, you know, like I said, especially Simple Man. But I love this band. This was a great album. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I'm. I was a closeted. I want to say closeted uh, Skinner fan. Maybe I was a dumb not Skinner fan, not knowing that all the songs that I like, particularly most of this album, I knew. It yeah. liked very much, not knowing it was Skinner. So I know people are like, "Where the hell you been?" I'm like, again, I don't be paying attention. Again, music, good music breaks down all barriers. Yeah, it, it does. Endorse. It does. I'm totally about to buy this album on Amazon if I can find it. I think I've locked in the album for next week. Uh, this is going to be a blast from the past. One of the greatest songs ever recorded, or definitely the greatest group of artists ever assembled. Uh-oh. I have a my new hands. edition? Nope. That's what I was thinking. You guys got to want to have another guest. I mean, this this was also a song that really changed the world. We are the world? No, come on. Yes, you got it right, Tomcat. I oh have my the, I have the album We Are the World. It's only that one it's song. It's only one song. Oh, there there's they did a whole album. What? That song is on the album. And I have the album, and there is a special on Netflix, a behind-the-scenes of We Are The World. I it's, saw that, yeah. Is. Yeah, I saw it. I didn't watch it, but I saw it. So that, that's what made me go out and pick up the vinyl. I remember that. So it was a an event. It was, sure was. Quite, an, a, quite a group of talent in one room you had. I, I just Michael shared Jackson, it. Bruce I just, Springsteen, it's, it's, Bob Dylan. I mean, everybody was yeah, there. Barry Gordy, even producers. It's crazy because I just shared this great, funny meme of that where it shows Michael Jackson like in there trying to show people how to sing the stuff, and some of they were off key. But of course, Mike, he's you can hear him. He's just pitch perfect. It's pretty yeah. funny, but well, that's funny. We're doing that. That, that that's very serendipitous. I, I love Again. that everybody in there is wearing regular clothes, or Michael Jackson's wearing yeah. a goddamn so toy soldier outfit. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Mike, hey, Michael fucking, Jackson understood the fucking nutcracker. Hey, yeah. hey, listen, that's Virgo shit. When you when it's time to come to work, you stay ready. Michael Jackson knew the assignment. He like, up. I'm about to show they ass out. You got to show great. love to Lionel Richie too, because he's Hell the yeah. one that wrote the song. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Him and Michael wrote it together. Quincy Jones was uh, involved. Quincy, uh, yeah, that was Cindy Lauper killed it in that yeah. song as well. Yeah, Lana won She was Black one of the ones off key in the she, clip. Michael Jackson was side <laughs> out. He was like looking at her like oh, this yeah. bitch if she don't hurry up and sing this verse. She had red hair. Nah, it was kind of yellow pink. then. Was, was it pink? It was either pink or yellow. yellow. We are the world on Vinyl Boys next week, so don't miss it. Again, we're brought to you by BetterHelp. You can become your own soulmate. Whether you're looking for one or not, visit BetterHelp.com slash Vinyl today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vinyl and save that 10%. That's going to do it for us, them Vinyl Boys, this week. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, keep the needle in the groove and keep it groovy, baby. Thank you. Peace out, y'all. love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 